Kingdom of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Chris Busher of JTG Doherty Racing. We are heading to Texas Motor Speedway this week, and Chris Busher is from Prosper, Texas, so figured it would be a good week to get him on the 12 questions. Chris is currently ranked 23rd in the Cup Series standings. But his average finish is up to 21st this year, which is the best of his career so far. So let's see how he answered this year's version of the 12 questions. All right. Uh, I'm here with Chris Busher. And uh, Chris, how often do you have dreams about racing? Uh, I would say probably once a week. Okay. It's pretty Fairly often. often yeah. yeah, I would say so. If it's not racing, it usually veers off into snakes or or driving something so oh like are you you have like a fear of snakes? no i love oh. snakes but but my wife's terrified of them uh-huh. and i think somehow that transfers into my dreams which is not fair that's not cool no it's really not <laughs> um chris if you get into someone during a race whether it's intentional or not does it matter if you apologize um if it's intentional i don't think you have any plans to apologize <laughs> and i think that's probably understood uh-huh um, I would say it's got to be to a certain degree. I mean, you're going to rub a little bit, and you're going to race, and it's kind of understood. Um, you know, I get run into, and I don't expect anybody to come say anything to me. If I get plowed or I get dumped or, you know, for something just what I consider dumb, mm-hmm. I would expect something to be said. So I would think that, you know, and, and not that it makes it any better, um, and but sometimes it is just the – the fact that someone did say something, you know, at least they they took the time to uh, either own up or, or say, hey, I did that on purpose or whatever it was. But yeah. to have some kind of um, acknowledgement of it is, is nice sometimes. Okay. What is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Um, I don't really know. Um, you know, I, I'd say it probably wouldn't go anywhere around, uh, around racing. Um you know, for uh, for me, I've had people um, that seem to appreciate how, uh, I guess, uh, normal <laughs> I am away from this deal. Uh-huh. Um, I've made a lot of friends that um, just wouldn't have expected early on, and I just got to know a lot of people that, um, you know, said that it was actually a lot easier to, to talk to and become friends with than they thought, and I always, always thought that's that's pretty neat and kind of always my goal i mean i, I like to um i like to be as normal as possible so I, I think that's that's a compliment for me okay so nascar comes to you and they're like hey we're bringing a big celebrity to the racetrack we'd love for you to take them around host them a little bit who's the celebrity you'd be really excited to host oh see i am very disconnected from from that whole side of our uh of our world um i don't have cable at the house no cable. I don't. I don't have anything but uh, but internet. So I, I don't know a whole lot going on. Um, you know, for me, it, it usually comes down to uh, to other action sports. Hmm. Um, and actually, like Travis Pastrana, I actually got to race with him at Roush, and uh, he was awesome to be around, and that was really cool. Um, yeah, there's a couple of, of artists that uh, you know like to like to talk to or, or be able to show around our garage area um you know like uh, like randy hauser um you know trying to trying to think beyond that i mean kind of get a little mixed up in my in my music choices vary from country to, 
to hard rock. So oh, okay. A little bit all over the board there. Nice. You got to keep it mixed up, right? Try. Um, in an effort to show this is a health conscious sport, NASCAR decides to offer the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for one month. Would you do it? I'll be in pit stall 39, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hate to tell you, <laughs> but you're going to find me at the back of that list. Yeah? Yeah. You'd be the last one to do it. That, that just wouldn't work for me. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we have way too many sponsors that, uh, that that could not handle me being vegan. Okay. So, uh, but, but beyond that, I'm just um, meat and potatoes and, and, and bushes, beans kind of guy. So it's... Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't ever do it. Okay. No. <laughs> no, as great as that first pit stall is. Yeah. I just have to apologize to the team and, and figure something else out. Just get number two. I, I guess if it's if it's regular after that, yeah, maybe we can just go yeah. for number two. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so now it's time for the random race challenge. So I picked a random race from your career, and you have to tell me where you finished in this race. Okay, so this okay. is the. Um, Try to make it somewhat hard. I don't know if this will be hard or not. Uh, the 2015 Darlington Xfinity race from the year you won your Xfinity championship. Was that fifth? Yeah, it was fifth, yeah. actually. Yeah. Wow, you knew that right away. I um, So uh, I, that weekend, I remember a lot about that weekend. So I hit the fence lap one off oh, of turn okay. two. And, uh, but the going back, we weren't very good that weekend. Uh, we were racing Chase for the championship that weekend with Ernie Cope as a crew chief, who's our, our competition director now. So I like to give him a lot of crap. And so <laughs> uh, this actually came up um, a few weeks ago just talking about the Darlington race. And uh, practice was not that good for us. We're somewhere in, in the mid-teens. Um, qualified okay. Got started. I hit the fence lap one, and the car got better. Huh. So, and we were able to actually drive up and, and run really good all day. And um, – and ended up being a when we left there kind of felt like it was a good turning point for us because we had had a a rough patch and that wasn't looking up and um and actually the the nine had their issues that weekend as well and it ended up being a huge points day for us so huh yeah i remember that one pretty well and it was uh the first time we ran the advocare yellow and green checkerboard car I'm a pretty big green fan. So oh, okay. I, I have the door. I have the entire door off that car, actually. No way. Yeah. So was this just happened to be a unique race, or are you always that good at remembering races? Uh, no, that was a unique race. Oh, okay. Um, I just picked okay. I love Darlington. You, you picked uh, a race that I remembered a lot about. Okay. Uh, you start getting into a lot of... Um, that one just had more story behind it. Yeah. You know, there was a, there was a lot more going on that weekend than just, uh, just a normal race. And, and if you could go to... Uh, uh, you could ask me where we ran at Kentucky in 2015. I couldn't tell you what the car looked like, where we ran, anything. Wow. But but Darlington, I remember that weekend really well because it was, it was a big a big weekend for us for for that entire season really. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So the next question is: you, you said you had a variety of music tastes. I don't know if this includes rap, but who is the best rapper alive? Uh, <laughs> I do not know much rap. I don't. I don't honestly know what classifies rap from hip hop or any of that, but uh, I like I some mean, older. So there's some crossover there. Yeah. Uh, like uh, like Nelly, like some yeah. older stuff there. Um, that's really about all I know. Shaggy's probably not not rap, is he? He does some rap, but I think he's more of. I guess I wouldn't really count him as a rapper. Yeah, so, so that I just go with Nelly. I don't venture far off into that side of <laughs> yeah. things. Uh, so I, I do stop at the hard rock. 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. I listen to a little bit of Eminem, uh, the older stuff again, but don't know a whole lot about that world. All right. Yeah. Um, Chris, who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? <laughs> oh, man. Who ran into me last week? <laughs> Nobody really ran into me last week. I don't have a whole lot to... Uh, man, if you'd asked me last, the, the, the week uh, week after Bristol, I could have come up with something pretty quick. I, I, oh, had, yeah. I had several people I could have <laughs> gotten around to, but... Um, <laughs> That seems like a loaded question. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I don't I'll have come, an answer. Yeah. Next time I see somebody run into you, I'll come running and there, see if that's... Yeah. There. I will give you an honest answer then. Um, so NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your race team as part of a big publicity push they're doing. They're going to bring Taylor Swift, LeBron James, and Tom Hanks to the track. You have to pick one to be your crew chief, one to be your spotter, and one to be your motorhome driver. Who do you pick between Taylor, LeBron, and Tom Hanks? Okay. Yeah, well, Taylor, um, we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with LeBron for crew chief. Okay. Seems seems like he's assertive, um, and, and and likes to talk. So that I think that'll work out. Can make some decisions. Uh, put Taylor as a spotter. Okay. Yeah. Um. Might uh, might make radioactive. Might be a dramatic uh, radio experience that yeah. weekend. And we'll put Tom Hanks driving the bus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll be good. Hang That's the Tom one you get to bit. hang out with the most during yeah. the weekend. So, yeah. That makes sense. I think I could handle that. And then, like, Taylor yelling at you or something, no, don't go there, would be on radioactive. Exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like I'd get yelled at a lot. She, <laughs> she likes to, to yell at people. It, it would be yelled at a lot the week after, right? Uh-huh. She, she'd have all kinds of stories about it then. So. Yeah, she'd write a song about your ex- the experience exactly. you guys had. Yep. Exactly. Could be uh, the theme song for Radioactive the next yeah, week. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? Uh, I wing it. So I don't, oh, okay. yeah, I, you I don't, don't know. Strategize. No, I didn't. Do people do that? Have people Seems honestly like they do. Really? Seems like they scout it out. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't. Um, I just, you'll notice when we come around the back of the truck for a ride around, we get to turn four, I'll wave, but my head's the other way. So <laughs> It's nothing against anybody sitting in the turn four area in the stands. Uh-huh. Like, I am waving to you, but I am hunting at that point. Okay. Just trying to see something on pit road. But yeah, it's usually just, just trying to find something on pit road. It, I didn't know there was a routine for that. Seems like some of the guys, yeah, you might want to look into that. You might need to tell me who's got routines <laughs> so I can ask. Figure okay. this out. <laughs> um, NASCAR decides they missed the highlight reel value brought by the Carl Edwards backflips, and they want a replacement. How much money would NASCAR have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? Uh, will they pay whatever I ask? Is the real question. You have to name your price, or they won't. They won't have. Or anybody, they won't have so the value. Yeah. So it sounds like because I'll do it, and I'm uh-huh. not afraid to do it. So it sounds like I just need to give them a number to make some money. Yeah. Make so a sky I, high yeah, number. Yeah. I just tell them I need a million dollars to do it, and no problem. There you go. I'll do it. I'll, I'm not. I'm not afraid this backflip fund of theirs has been saving up money they just need somebody you yeah. know hammer could probably do it for free so they really should in the in cost savings mode i know they love cost savings ideas <laughs> they do daniel hemrick it will will do a backflip for free yeah well, so. we've still been waiting but hopefully soon we'll get so, to see that yeah yeah um so each week i ask a driver to ask me a question for the next uh interview 
And last week was Ryan Blaney, and he wanted to ask you about your famous Pocono win. And he wanted to know when you saw the big fog rolling in, like, did you know that you were going to win right then? Like, what was going through your head? See, I messed up. And first of all, I think his win's probably more famous than mine at Pocono. But, uh-huh. but I messed up. See, they, uh, I didn't realize we were leaving. We were running second, and the one pitted right before that fog rolled in. Then it got real foggy all of a sudden. And Spotter came over radio and said, hey, uh, I'm having a hard time seeing you back there. Can you see anything? I said, oh, yeah, I'm good. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, you idiot. So two laps later, I got, hey, I really can't see you. Are you sure you can see? I was like, yeah, it's gotten pretty bad. <laughs> so uh, I almost messed up my first cup win. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that uh, – but once it set in – Everyone had radar. Everybody knew what was coming. I figured when they evacuated the grandstands, we had to be minutes away. Then the next 30 minutes went by. They evacuated pit road. People put their pit boxes away. I figured, oh, that's we're probably minutes away. And then we waited another 20 minutes <laughs> until the lightning actually started hitting around the racetrack. And then said, all right, we're going to go to shelter, but um, we don't know yet. And then on our way to shelter... As the rain starts coming down, then they say, oh, by the way, we called it. 80 <laughs> minutes after we started our red flag. Wow. And uh, blew my mind that we waited that long. So it was uh, it was pretty awesome feeling. It was a makeshift victory lane. Didn't get to do a burnout. Didn't get to go to the famous Pocono victory lane. Mm. Um, did it under the crossover in the garage area that you drive under making oh, yeah. laps around the garage. And I uh, went to the media center. The bottom fell out while I was in the media center. And I had to walk back to the hauler. Everybody else had loaded up and gone because they knew it was called. Everybody knew oh. except the eight of us that were standing on pit road. Yeah. And uh, so my hauler was the only one in the garage area at this time. And the garage was under about eight inches of water across the center. And I had to go waddling through it in my suit and <laughs> shoes. I had no way to get across this small river. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was um, a little bit miserable after experience sounds like it and um and the best part is we flew to utah for a driving school that night and so oh, i sat on the plane there. oh straight from there and uh we took jack's plane which required two fuel stops to get there which meant it was like an eight or nine hour flight oh my god time we left pocono not much time to celebrate wow yeah so wow. i think uh i think we ended up at denny's in utah that night <laughs> And Stenhouse bought dinner. Wow. I was like, man, that was... That's a celebration right there. That was a celebration to remember. <laughs> Jeez, I so. never knew that story. Um, well, the next interview I'm doing is with Austin Dillon. Do you have a question I can ask Austin for the 12 questions? I wanted to know if he wins this race as a Roval, how does he think his uh, his belly flop slide's going to go on the new turf? Ooh, yeah. I want to know if he thinks that that's still a possibility or if he's going to have to come up with a new celebration. I know he's won at Charlotte before, so... Yeah, you would think that it would be some sort of a turf burn situation. Uh, like the turf's got like sand in it and stuff. I don't know. It'd be oh, okay. gritty. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's a it's a thought. I don't. He might I have to rethink thought, celebration. Yeah, that's true. Well, good good question. Thank you and thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everybody. So there you have it, Chris Busher on the twelve questions. And as you could probably figure out, there I did tape that one back during the Charlotte Roval weekend. So. 
that question was more uh, Roval related, and obviously that's in the past now. But I think the question for Austin Dillon will still apply for any Charlotte race now that they've changed the turf there to make sort of like a, uh, I think it's called field turf, artificial turf with uh, a lot of sand and plastic grass or whatever kind of grass that is there. So uh, we will see how Austin answers that on next week's version of the 12 questions. Only two more 12 questions interviews this season. Hope you've enjoyed the lineup of the questions this year. Uh, There will be an all new 12 questions, of course, for next year. So we have Austin Dillon next week and then Landon Castle in his traditional last but not least spot will uh, round out the season going into Homestead. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it's going to be a How I Got Here version of the podcast with Jeff O'Keefe, who does social digital media for Toyota Racing. And I don't really want to give away anything about his story because I think it's uh, worth listening to. And, you know, some of the cool parts would be spoiled if I teased it too much. So I'll just wait until that comes out on Thursday. And then I mentioned it's Texas week, so I will be at Texas Motor Speedway making my return to the racetrack after four weeks away for the birth of my daughter Liliana and uh, looking forward to getting back on the road, seeing a lot of you again, and uh, I will be at the last three races of the NASCAR season to finish it out. Folks, I really want to give a special thank you to my patrons uh, before I go. Typically, what seems to happen for Patreon is that uh, the patrons, the amount of patrons sort of peak during uh, Daytona to start the season. And then as the season goes along, uh, you know, some people sort of fall off. There's always new people that add, but more people delete than add at this time of the year. But this last month here in October, uh, despite me being off the road, I actually uh, gained net patrons. So that's really helpful to me and um, helps ensure like the long-term viability of this project because obviously if I keep slowly losing people every month, that's not going to work out. So um, I appreciate those who added this month and uh, those who stayed with it while I was off the road. Uh, If you're interested in becoming a patron, even though it's kind of an awkward time of year to do so since NASCAR is about to wrap up, but of course I'll still be doing um, off-season content as well. But uh, you can check out the website patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck. And uh, people just pledge small monthly donations there. And it all adds up to help me make a living and stay out on the road going to these races. So again, thank you so much to all the patrons. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks so much for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.